Hello listeners and welcome to Conway Cast, the company podcast that delivers the best hard hit analysis of industry news. Each episode we will be discussing the hot topics affecting you and your industry, keeping you up to date on all things Conway and more. Now, over to Maria Pratt who will be talking to Michael Barrett about GDPR. The General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, came into effect on the 25th of May 2018 and aims to bolster the rights that citizens of the EU have over their data held and processed by organisations. In essence, the regulation aims to give people greater power over their data and make companies more transparent in how they deal with sensitive information. One year on, where is the GDPR now and how does it affect us? In the first of these series of podcasts, Mike Barrett, GDPR programme lead at FM Conway, will talk to us about what we're currently doing, notable finds, and what the future may hold and discuss how data protection laws are there for us. Mike, welcome and thank you for talking to us today. Thanks, Maria. Um, firstly, I'd just like to do a bit of a, a background and, and cover off a few of the, the basics to give a high-level insight uh, into what actually changed between Data Protection Act of 1998 uh, and GDPR. So GDPR introduces the following changes uh, when compared to the current personal data privacy standards uh, outlined in, in the old 1998 Act. Uh, it widens the definition of what is considered to be personal data. It tightens up the rules for valid consent when managing such data, makes the appointment of a data protection officer mandatory for companies managing a significant amount of risk with respect to personal data, gives individuals the right to be forgotten, introduces mandatory privacy impact assessments, introduces a common data breach notification requirement, and introduces the requirement of privacy by design for all processes managing personal data. I think the key here to bear in mind from from the, the sort of every person's perspective is that GDPR is actually here to, to help us and to give us more rights over how our data is being used. Um, so it's, it's really beneficial for, for people to have some knowledge around data protection and know what their rights are so that you can exercise them if and when you need to. Thank you, Mike. So so what's currently going on at FM Conway? So uh, as you rightly said, just over a year has passed now since GDPR became enforceable and FM Conway have initiated a, a reboot of the programme. So why are you revisiting something so soon after completing it? I think it's good practice. Um, so of course, with it being uh, live now for just over a year, uh, you'd like to think that um, things have sort of carried on, uh, and, and I'm sure that they have. Um, I think having the, the more formal program structure uh, and breaking the work down into work streams means that we can cover more ground uh, more quickly, um, and if there's problem areas, we can deep dive into them. It's also good to have a fresh set of eyes, uh, having a look at what's already been done, um, and, and of course keep the momentum going. And we've just seen a couple of big fines issued by the ICO, so what's happening there? Uh, so just to sort of roll back to January, um, these the, the two fines that, that happened uh, aren't the first fines under GDPR. The French uh, authority actually fined Google uh, 50 million euros back in January, uh, citing a lack of transparency and no valid consent, which essentially means that there, there was too many documents uh, and the, therefore the information was inaccessible and the consent mechanism used a pre-tick box so it wasn't actually explicit consent um, that's a, a big no-no for for those using pre-tick boxes so it now appears that our regulatory authority the ICO has caught up on fines from the old data protection act of, of 1998 
although we shouldn't be confused with with fines that are still being currently issued that seem a lot lower than than the GDPR fines. Uh, for example, EE uh, recently were fined £100,000 under PECA, which is the Privacy Electronic Communications Regulation. Um, so although it's in a sense, similar to GDPR from a sort of consent and marketing standpoint, it needs to be brought up to date and in line with GDPR still, which would be e-privacy, which is also due this year. So to to the big fines that we've just had, are the fines heavy-handed? Uh, it's not for me to judge, but looking at the, the sort of bare facts, the British Airways fine or uh, intended fine is 1.5% of its global turnover, which gave us the figure of 183 million. Imagine if that was the full 4% that, that GDPR empowers the ICO to dish out as a fine. Uh, that would be just shy of £500 million. Marriott Hotels, uh, the fine was the equivalent to 3% of the company's global revenue. So uh, in a sense, it's twice the fine of, of British Airways. At the moment, it's, it is important to note that these fines aren't confirmed. Uh, they're notices of intention from the ICO. Uh, and over the next sort of 16 weeks, uh, we should have the final verdict from the ICO. So expect these to pop up in the news again sometime soon. So why did Marriott get fined a higher percentage of revenue than British Airways? So again, just to sort of have a look at, at what's been widely reported, uh, the proposed fine to British Airways relates to a cyber incident involving user traffic to the British Airways website being diverted to a fraudulent site. Through this false site, customer details were allegedly harvested by attackers. The ICO's investigation found that a variety of information of approximately 500,000 customers was compromised in the incident, including login, payment card and travel booking details, as well as the name and address information. Whereas, according to the ICO statement in relation to Marriott Hotels, systems of Starwood Hotels Group were allegedly compromised back in 2014, which was still undiscovered when Marriott acquired Starwood in 2016. It gets better. The cyber incident was not actually discovered until 2018, so that's four whole years and an acquisition of a company to Marriott that this didn't actually get realised. Personal data contained in approximately 339 million guest records globally were uh, allegedly exposed by the incident. Um, with 30 million of those relating to EU residents and 7 million of which related to our, our own UK residents. Wow, so can either of these appeal? Yes, uh, essentially they have 28 days or four weeks to, to make representation, uh, which if the representation is strong enough, it could lead to the ICO reducing the final amount when the fine gets issued. And so where does the money go? few things here. Um, I think it's, it's public knowledge that the ICO is self-funded, which generally speaking comes from the ICO subscription that uh, if you own or run a business, you have to register to the ICO and, and pay your fee every year. Uh, this is, of course, broken into tiers so that bigger companies pay more than a smaller company. The fines uh, are supposed to go back into the, the Treasury. However, the ICO will, of course, need to take a proportion of this money to uh, defend its decisions um, if any sort of uh, appeals do come forward from, uh, in this case, uh, British Airways and Marriott Hotels. Okay. Well, out of interest then, what was the maximum penalty under the old Data Protection Act? So believe it or not, it was only £500,000, um, which uh, I'll just give you a, a bit of a, a sort of well-documented example here of, of what the difference is really. Uh, Cambridge Analytica, I'm sure people know from the, the Facebook scandal, uh, which involved the data of up to approximately 87 million users being shared with third parties without sufficient consent. 
Under GDPR, Facebook would have been eligible to have been fined 1.26 billion, um, which is uh, approximately 4% of their revenue at the time. Wow. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. That's it for another episode of Conway Cast. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Please tell your friends about us for more information. Visit our website at fmconway.co.uk. Thank you for listening and join us next time.